0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. world. Coming to you all the way from Ireland. It's Sandy
1: Byrne. This is Sandy, host of the Life After Life podcast. I want to invite you to become a patron of the podcast. For just five euro per month, you will get ad free content, video episodes, exclusive events and discounts throughout the year as a thank you for your support. Check out the link to my Patreon page in the description box attached, or go to Patreon and search for Life After Life with Sandy Byrne. Hey, 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 everybody. And welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And joining me from the United States today, I have a lady called Alexandra Renders. And she's in the northeastern part, between somewhere between New Hampshire and
0: Massachusetts.
1: Is that right, Alexandra? Yes, yeah, yeah
0: between the two, yes. <laughs>
1: between the two. Well, first of all, welcome to the Life After Life podcast. And thank you for your time.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: So the reason that I'm so excited to talk about Alexandra is because she is an entrepreneur. Okay, I'm slightly, I'm an entrepreneur, but not on the scale that Alexandra is, because Alexandra founded and runs her own investment company. It is an investment company, isn't it Alexandra?
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep.
1: And did you always work on the finance side? Is that your background?
0: Yes, ever since I got out of college, I've been in the industry for 37 years, so I entered in 1986, so I've been in the industry straight through, straight mm-hmm. through, um, straight So, through.
1: I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, how you use spirituality in your business, okay, and, you know, the... There's a few things that you've said, you know, in the past about controlling your feelings, your thoughts, your actions to create an outcome. I mean, I love all of that and I want to get into it. But can you tell us a bit of how you, um, you know, kind of got into that side of it? Because someone with a financial background tends to be very logistic you know, logistically mm-hmm. based and, you know, so how did this come about for you? This transformation, if you like.
0: Okay. So I, I very aptly use both hemispheres of my brain. I think they're like mostly equally weighted, but the truth is I ended up in this industry by default due to really my childhood damage. It wasn't like this big aspiration to be this, you know, wall street executive the truth of the matter is I'm good at it. It's simple for me because I do use both hemispheres in my brain and I do bring a very high level of intuition into my work. But, um, and when I say this, it had to do with my conditioning. I had to prove myself. This, these were all like unconscious conditioning. You know, I, I had to strive to something to feel a sense of importance. And this was a real natural fit for me. So there's always a positive to like I would just say like um, experiences in life, like our upbringing and so on. But once I entered the industry, I realized like I was I was very good at it. It was a natural ability for me because I did rely on my intuition, which was hyper. Uh, how do I put this? Highly evolved intuition. And, um, unbeknownst to me, like, I didn't really realize the extent to which I was psychic, to which I was intuitive until I continued down the path of the industry. And I realized, um, I didn't need to read a newspaper. All I really needed to do was look at data. And, um, so Essentially, what happened for me when I started in the industry I really I, I was really coming from my masculine form I was really you know being a driver and um, even though I was using my intuition i uh, i I want to say that I was really uh, operating more from my masculine and it was really untrue to who I was. it was really making me ill for lack of a better way to say it. And um, I remember I was in New York City, and it was in 1995. And I wasn't feeling good, but I, I really wasn't clear that I wasn't feeling good. I didn't. I was such a driver that I didn't really have a sense that my body wasn't functioning so great. And I was walking through Grand Central Station, and um, I was on a way to a board meeting, and. There was an old lady who was like trying to get people's attention. You could see she she didn't speak English well. And everybody was just running past her. No one wanted to help her. And I even was going past my briefcase and I'm going to my meeting. And then something just like pulled me back. And I went to her and I said, how can I help you? You know, barely able to speak English, but I was able to slow down get her to where she needed to go, walk her down to where she was, make sure she got onto the right train, write down the name of the station she needed to go to. Um, And it made me late. But I remember as I was leaving her, she touched my face, and she said, you're an angel. And I got goosebumps all all over. And I said, I just looked up and I said, okay, God, get me out of here. I I knew I was losing myself, Mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> and so as soon as i was done with my meeting i called my recruiter and i took a job I, I had many offers but i decided to take one at half the pay out of new york city in the middle of the country actually me only being a chief investment officer for a bank that wanted to go public and uh i I was scared at taking the position for a number of reasons. It was less money and, um, there was a lot of responsibility, but I said, you know what? I'm going for it. Once I got there because I was slowing down, I realized I was sick and I was very sick. I had MS. I had MS. And because I slowed down, I started to get the sensations of, you know, all kinds of issues that come with, um, remittance, relapsing, um, MS. Anyway. It became my next, my second career was to heal my physical body. And from 95 to 99, that's like, even though I was working full time, no one knew that I was sick because I'm so prideful. Um, I recovered, I healed 100% all my plaques. I went after this. Like I went after my career. It became a second career. I was getting certain uh, nutritional IVs. I found out why I had MS, like what nutritional deficiencies I had, what heavy metals I I, I could go on. And I I followed to the T a book, and I'm going to cite it here The MS Diet by Dr. Swank in 1950. It was written in 1950. Followed it, took out, like, you know, now a lot of the oils are bastardized. I took out the canola oil and some of the other things, but followed that diet to a T along with many other measures, including becoming a Reiki master. Wow. So I became a Reiki master. Okay. And that was the beginning of me bridging the gap between finance and energy and light and spirituality. And during that process, it's really interesting. I was an enigma. I've always been an enigma, but I mean, I really felt like I was becoming more and more of a unicorn in my industry because I was bringing in those elements. Because naturally, it becomes part. of me. Once you open like that, that's you. It, like it's it. There's like <laughs> you can't force you can't force a genie back in the bottle. <clears throat> and I remember. Um, I went through a crisis um, as I was kind of having some like identity crisis issues, if you will, like in the early 2000s, Um, you know, I was very aptly called the financial crisis and the tech bubble um, because I was able to use my higher knowing. But in that process, like during the tech bubble, like during that time period, I remember going through a bit of a, a crisis because I had two sides to me. And I was really uncomfortable with that seer, that knower, that mm-hmm. intuitive, because I was always made fun of for it. I was always, it was not a safe thing for me growing up. And um, <clears throat> and and I can't say that I evolved out of that quickly. I just didn't. But I do know come um, after I called the financial crisis with accuracy and and being very like, harassed by my colleagues because of the way I figured it out. Nonetheless, I did well. They didn't. I did. Um, I knew I had to get out of corporate because it was no longer something was like pushing against me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started my own company. And unbeknownst to me, I wanted to start a movement that I, I, really, I wasn't really fully conscious of until I started with the company. And I wanted to run it from my deeply feminine roots while I'm still gonna have that ability from the masculine side to be a driver and a, an executor. But I wanted to really bring in the elements of the feminine into the work and, and spiritual aspects. But it wasn't until um, 2018 when I met my husband, who's a coach, who was my friend first and I brought him in to re I wasn't still satisfied as successful as my company was. I wasn't fully satisfied. I just wasn't fully satisfied and I couldn't figure out why. So I brought him over from Belgium to coach with me. And I remember I didn't want to bring him here. I was scared to death because he said to me, it's time to get real. And it really ticked me off. I'm like, it's time to get real. Of course I'm real. So I wasn't going to bring him here, but I did. And what came from that? I had to stand in front of all my employees and tell them, now this was, they know me as a benevolent general, so this blew them out of the water. I had to tell them, I am truly afraid of rejection. And that was the day that birthed the new values of my company. Love, safety, self-development. Because I need to be around people who are willing to evolve. And if they are not, I can't work with them. Yeah. I can't. And and you know, finally the drive towards the better good. And so um that was the day that rebirth that really I said, I am going to bring spiritual principles to my business. And <clears throat> you know, the the sad thing about it is when I first announced this to the public, I before I announced it to the public, so many people who were close to me like, aren't you afraid? Don't you think people are going to think you're a wingnut? And I said, bringing love, love which everybody needs and wants and desires and has to have to survive, mm-hmm. that makes me look like I'm a wingnut because I'm bringing that into my company. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. That's yeah. who I am. Yeah. That's who I am. And there's nothing more important to me than that. Yeah, you and have to and truth to it, yourself first. Yeah, so that's the history. I don't mean to go, but it's it's no. it was an evolution, and it's a lot of fear that you have to walk through to get to your truth. Yeah, a hundred
1: percent. And you know, there's yeah. so much to unpick in that. But, um, you know, it's amazing. And it's amazing the way life brings us full circle. There's always something. Now, I know that you had to go through the MS and I'm really sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that you managed to heal yourself, you know. But I think that was, you know, your wake up call. And I love the way that you were describing that, you know, you were in the subway because I always said it like I spent three years living in London and I worked for the Financial Times so I was like right in the heart of the city and every day it was the tube you know journey in and everything and I always say even when I'm back in London even though I'm not rushing you feel like you have to rush don't you we tend mm-hmm. to follow the herd with everything oh, yeah. Yeah. so that's mm-hmm. why I don't really mind when people call me woo-woo now because I just don't <laughs> follow anymore <laughs> you know this is just me um, so, you know, I, I totally I love your story and I love that, you know, you have you bring your your staff on board with this and that they're all on board because, you know, I always say you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. OK, so if you're giving your staff what they need as well, you're, you know, they're going to be more productive. So from a business yeah. sense, that's, you know, 100 um, percent right. Yeah. But from a human sense it's so caring isn't it because you you know you tell me that or I've seen here that your staff have unlimited access to coaches therapists healers like how does that work do you have somebody on staff or Mm -hmm. you know they can just call up and so I no no I they can they can really
0: do any I mean they go to we send them off to retreats and everything but Pascal who is my now partner we have our own company and I will you know look at I've I'm not a lightweight. I've been for therapy since I was 18. I I've been in and out of different offices and healers and shamans and so on. And and I'm a channel and medium myself. I do mediumship and I and my channel has the ability to see shadows. That's what my channel does. Mm-hmm. It sees the injury behind diseases and so on. So <clears throat> So essentially my team, so Pascal's on, on, on team for anyone, anytime. And the beautiful thing about it is they know we're at arm's length. I, he doesn't, he doesn't share with me what's going on. Cause I don't, I don't want to know. I just want my people to thrive. I want them to thrive. And, and the truth of the matter is he is the best. He is a transpersonal therapist. He gave up his, his licenses because he is the best trauma specialist. He can heal PTSD in two hours. He he has studied trauma rapid response therapy, NLP, uh, destination method. He has methods to heal trauma and limited beliefs in a two-hour session. And I've seen it with people. It's it's it it happened with me. I was sexually assaulted as a child, you know. So uh, as a young young um, yeah young girl, and and I mean, bottom line is they have total access to him. And if they want to go to retreats, they have access. Like we sent somebody as a bonus to the path of love for a week, full access. We do family constellations every week. So one uh, every month, once a month, the whole team is on in the room. We offer to all our clients to come in for free to do a constellation and it's free. And we also offer it to the community, to nonprofit leaders, to anyone who has a question. Individuals, companies, doesn't matter. Once a month, we offer that in office. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not just my team; it's to everyone. It's
1: to everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's so generous. But you know, yeah. I can see where, why that lady called you an angel because you know you're really looking out for people. So, yeah. you know, for people that are listening, a lot of people, you know, have their own thing going on, whether it's a side hustle or, you know, they've got their own business or whatever. Is there other ways where you bring your spiritual beliefs into business? I mean, I, I get that you use it through your staff, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. But is, is there other ways? I mean, what does it mean to be spiritual in business? Yeah. Well,
0: for me, it's about awakening. It's about uh, awakening and raising awareness around our interconnectivity right because i think once this is why i'm so big on shadow like really taking care of self and looking at self and healing self and and that is at the core i would say of the core values of the company where we will focus a lot of our money um but i'm a big believer in raising awareness and so i believe that everything i do affects the whole everything every choice i make every word i use and so what we do is we offer like, even as I talk about markets, because I am an intuitive and I can tell you, I know everything that's happening. Even as I talk about it, I bring in the higher spiritual principles around it. Like this, where we are headed right now is simply uh, an agreement on a collective consciousness level to go in this direction. If we raise our level of awareness, we can change the direction of where we're going. for humanity. And I always bring those, once or twice a month, we actually present to clients or to anyone who wants to come on Zoom, anyone, and we do an economic overview of what's going on. But in that, we weave in always what I know to be true is that we could change the collective story and change the face and the direction So that's part of how, what, you know, ways that I weave that in, Um, you know, our community give back is another way that I weave it in. And I just really feel like, I don't know, there's, you know, there's, I think it was Mother Teresa who said like, we can't do big things, but it's the small things that add up to the big things. Right. And, and I look at myself as someone who is capable of doing small things. You know, and, and those small things, whatever I can do, is, is, I know that it makes a difference. So for me, as much as I can offer like those insights of spiritual principles that can change the face and the direction, I'm going to do. So that's one way. Um, I would say like another way is, um, I believe in the embodiment of what I believe in. So like the value, the values of the company themselves, I live them. I live them. And if I'm not living them, like somebody needs to call me out, <laughs> you know, tell me I'm not living them because so I want you to live in. can't preach an
1: something, you know, and not practice it. So you have to be yeah.
0: very mm-hmm. conscious of yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Um, So what does that look like? So I love the way you talk about, um, you know, all the small things leading into the big things. Okay. And it just makes us aware that we need to be very conscious in the choices, the life choices that we're making, whether it's in life or in business. Like, what does that look like? You know, how can people begin to be aware or more conscious of their choices?
0: Okay. Well, one one thing I think that is really important is, I think, you know, I don't know much about, you know, the culture in Ireland and, but I can speak to what I experience in the United States. And I can say, and I've seen this in Belgium, you know, as well, people are very detached from their feelings. Like we have lost sight of what we are feeling inside. Like, And the four core feelings, bad, sad, glad, and scared. And we are any deviation from that to one extreme or the other or not. And personally, I think that is at the core of how we learn. And maybe I'm forgetting the question, but I'm going to answer it this way. I I feel like this this is at the core of how we can evolve become better leaders become better business owners become better partners and actually better partners to ourselves better partners to ourselves like through me learning about my own feelings okay like my fear of rejection for example but the underlying depth of pain that was associated with that fear and even more important my anger, because I used to have rosacea before I made that discovery. You look, I have no makeup on. I have no rosacea anymore. Nope. You know why? I got healthy with my relationship to anger. Yeah. Very healthy. And I said to you that I'm a channel. So I channel once a week for free to anyone who wants to go on Zoom, okay? And one of the things that the willow beings have taught me is that um, women need to get more into their anger, become, accept, not anger that blurts out to people that's completely displaced. Talking about anger in ways where someone is, you know, you're not clearly defining your boundaries. What are your boundaries? What's acceptable? What is not? If women have these boundaries and get in place in touch with their anger, there really wouldn't be a war in the world because women would not allow their children to go to war yeah just wouldn't we wouldn't you know naturally instinctively we, we we are protectors of our tribe of our children that way right and men if they can if they can tap into their fear and their sadness would no longer have that that intense anger mm-hmm. that blurts out see you, see so so getting back to the point Knowing and understanding your feelings is the most deeply loving thing you could do for yourself. And that always comes through the mirror. Like somebody's getting on your nerves or something's happening like, okay, what about you is like that person? Why is that getting on your nerves? Always reflecting back, reflecting back. I, I just hope that helps you because I feel like a good leader, a truly good leader, truly, truly good leader, is going to do that, is going to literally do the work to understand themselves so they can fall in love with themselves, because because once you do that, you can't harm another human being. It's impossible. It's impossible. So, you know, we've got we've had a couple of mic drop moments there, if
1: people didn't realize (laughs) it. First is to be a better partner to yourself. Okay, that's a writer downer. It's a keeper. (laughs) Be a better partner to yourself. That's a mic drop moment. But the other one too is about leadership, okay? And I've been doing a lot of work and I've put a course together, you know, um, and I'm just starting it around this, okay, about self-love and loving yourself. And when we talk about leadership, people tend to think of it in a workplace environment. Okay, yes, there is leadership in a workplace environment, but it's not just within the workplace environment. Okay, it's you because if you're better to yourself, if you put yourself on a pedestal, if you love yourself, if you're true to yourself, then other people will follow that lead and that's Mm -hmm. where it has to start so there's two mic drop moments for people right there okay save it bookmark it whatever you can do in a podcast but these are things that you need to remember okay so be more conscious in the choices that you're making and you know i loved this i read this in your bio people just want to be loved and accepted you know and that's where everything that you do comes from people just want to be loved loved and accepted it's a no-brainer, isn't it?
0: It's it's an it's a no-brainer. I yeah. want to be loved and accepted. I, who doesn't? Like who doesn't? I had it's it's so true. Like I've yeah. honestly had the great opportunity to be with people who were crossing. Yeah. Okay? It, you know, I have both parents who were in hospice, you know, and I had to go through their process with them, but I also had a beloved like mom you know mom number 2 you know like a a very good friend in the family and and a, another person that i was very close to who all were passing and and at the end of the day all they wanted was one thing to know they were loved that's it
1: that's all yeah. we
0: want that's all we want so what are we waiting for
1: <laughs> but if we can do it for ourselves you know once we learn to do it for ourselves then we can do it for other people and I'm mm-hmm. sure you spoke about your trauma from your your childhood or your youth and you talked about the need to heal your inner self and through mm-hmm. the healing came the intuition can you just you know I, and I don't want you to go into you know everything you went through when you were young but you know um how did you heal like what steps did you
0: take to heal yourself uh, okay yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um, I'm really good at sticking. like I historically have been so good at sticking my head in the sand and not wanting to see certain circumstances in my life. I had to get like really aware that my ability to disassociate is is part of the trauma that I experienced. So once I learned, that I tended to disassociate. I had to learn certain patterns to associate. That's a really important, like especially anybody who has experienced any form of like intense trauma or even neglect, you know, because really a lot of the experience I had was neglect. And and it because it, it did make me disassociate from my pain a lot. So that's like, that was the number one thing. All I could say is this is, it's not, I don't want to say it's an easy path to learn, but it's an important path. If if you want, I knew that if I wanted true happiness in my life, I had a lot of healing I had to do. And I just had to be willing to, to do it and willing to know, like, I could get like kind of rigid and think that I know it all, not anymore. But that that was definitely, definitely part of my Makeup because I didn't want, I, I had a perfection syndrome. We all I just brutally, on, I, it really, it's about brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. And I, I swear, I have to tell you what I did at one point, and, and, I, and I, I really appreciate this. One of my teachers early on said to me two things. Like, if somebody, if there's somebody you meet who's like, it's really irritating you, mm-hmm. or your partner is mm-hmm. really irritating you, you need to be like, what of me is like that? What of me does that? Like, my mother used to irritate the heck out of me because she was such a control freak, okay? Well, guess what? Ding, 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 ding. Guess who else is a control freak. Like, you don't make it to the top of the chain on Wall Street unless you're a bit of a control freak at an early age. Like, by mid-20s, I was meeting a, managing a 40 broker office. You don't do that without being a control freak, okay? Absolutely. Which means every relationship that you have period so yeah. so that was like a really I think a really powerful um I'd say one of the most powerful things anybody ever said to me because then I started walking through life with like an aha moment like all the time like oh my god oh my god I do that oh god you know so so really I would say that was like my the beginning of like a real evolu- like evolution for me because it allowed me to see myself more clearly and see the ways that, yeah. And and then there was also, um, you know, because I told you I disassociated a lot, there was a part of me that didn't want to incarnate into this physical body. Like I I, because I could see the other realms very clearly, and I'm in touch with the other realms, Um, there was a part of me that was like, even though I was highly successful here on this planet, there was a part of me that was disassociating and just wanting to be in those realms, you know? And, And I call that, to a certain degree, spiritual bypass. Like, oh, I can see angels, so it's all good. And no, like I was bypassing. And that's also an unhealthy behavior so it was like really looking it's just about constant um re- self-reflection you know and yeah. knowing like when you're uncomfortable and and um just knowing like in every relationship we're both responsible yeah. any relationship i have we are both responsible. both responsible
1: yeah yeah you can only be responsible for yourself you know and that's the yeah. truth And I love the way you talk about the the bypass because um, I don't know if you're familiar with the late Mavis Patilla, but, you know, I love her, her uh, quote that you can't be so spiritual as to be of no earthly value. So you have to find a happy place in between. Like, you know, when, when, (laughs) when it's said to you, it's like, Oh yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I'm trying to say, you know? (laughs) And, and, you know, I loved that about her. Um, So just for the business owners out there that are tuning in, and maybe this is just something that we can apply to life as well. You know, are those idealistic values, those spiritual um, values, are they realistic on a day-to-day basis, especially as somebody in business?
0: 100%. 100%. 100%. We, first of all, What I know is we all have a tendency to wear masks. Like we're too afraid to show our authenticity. Yeah. If we are not showing our authenticity, we're going down a sinkhole. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us can agree, we're kind of getting a little close to that. It's time to rip the mask off, period, and become the sentient beings that we are. Live our sentient nature i have goosebumps that is who we are we aren't this role that we decide to take on yes taking on roles in our life is could be part of our pleasure creating the company i created truly is part of my pleasure because i love what i've created and what i've the vibe i've created however if i can't sense all of me I've ha- I'm half dead. And I yeah. was half dead my whole life, okay? Or even three quarters dead. So it is the only thing that's real. It is. Everything it is. else is what we make. So what are we going to make? Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no I mean, you come across
1: so well, and it just makes total sense to me because you know there's so many people out there whether they're running their own business whether they're working for somebody else you know maybe they're a stay-at-home parent or or whatever and you know we kind of wake up in the morning we think oh another day of this you know or (laughs) do I have to do this today and I always say to people find something about it that you like you know so it's like me you know I don't click with everybody that I meet on a daily basis I don't But, you know, I concentrate on something that I like. Do I like their hairdo? Do I like the earrings that they're wearing? Do I like the cardigan that they're wearing? So concentrate on something that you like. Maybe you like the drive to work. Maybe you like stopping for a coffee at the the coffee shop on the way into work. Find something about it that you like. The rest will follow. But we concentrate too much on the things that don't inspire us, that don't raise our energy. And therefore we bring ourselves down more and that yes. i think is is exactly what you're seeing to us here today
0: yeah that's exactly what i'm saying and and i mean you know we we i mean i believe in reincarnation so but we we've come think. here you know we've come here we have a role we've taken on roles so to speak but those roles are meaningless unless we bring truth and 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 and, and, and tr- find truth and happiness. Like, you know, if you're at a job, you really can't stand find a new one. Like literally, I mean it, like it is about finding our joy, you know, and do you dislike your job because you really don't like the function or is it because you, there's some underlying issues you have that are unresolved. Like a boss is pushing up against you and she's really pissing you off. Is it you or is it her? And I'm going to give some example that happened, um, um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give you an example of something that happened in my own work. There was a woman who worked for me who I adore. I love her, and and yet she was pushing up against my buttons. Like every time I would go in and say, "Okay, I need you to, I, I need please check this, do this, whatever," it, it would be like. There would be this push up against me push push like you know like i can't do it whatever and and i thought well wait a second like my ego self was like i'm i'm the owner of this company she needs to do this for me you know what i mean and in any other circumstance i could tell you she probably would have been written up in any other company i was in because there was a feeling of like undermining and obstinance and all that but I instead went back to my office and I said, okay, why am I getting like, why is she, why am I like, I feel uncomfortable. I don't want to go in there. I was getting like, you know, I just was shying away. Yeah. That's my company. What's my problem? Well, it turns out I said, I got to go talk to her. I got to tell her how I feel. Like when I, and I realized I had to figure out that when I walked into her office, I can sense her anxiety. Her anxiety reminded me of my mother. Now I'm 50, almost 60 years old, okay? Um, She reminded me of my mother because my mother was highly anxious and it made me uncomfortable going in there to ask her to do something because I couldn't fix my mom. So there was this deep discomfort. So we ended up having to, I had to talk to her about what I was feeling. In the end, she ended up doing a trauma process with Pascal because she had some trauma as well around all this. We worked it through. Two hours later, a year and a half later, this is my top employee, top. I would suggest her to any company in the world. She is the best, literally the best employee I have ever had in my life, in my life. She's the best. But in any other organization, they would have taken that behavior and been like, she's being obstinate, she's being, you know, no, no, that's love,
1: that's yeah, that's and it love,
0: is, you know, that's but it love. was also
1: you giving your time to her because you were thinking, okay, well, there's something under this, and you know, I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes we don't, we just don't stop, you know, and think, mm-hmm. you know, what caused her to say or do, or you know, whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful and like, that's
0: definitely something that I'm going to be more aware of so here's something I want to share with you for any employer out there if you can take that time so let's say overall you know what was two hours in the session with Pascal was probably about two hours for me to figure out what was going on with myself so let's say it took a total of five hours of healing okay mm-hmm. it's a year and a half later and I can assure you I've I've received far more than five hours from her of pleasure, of ease, of trust from this person.
1: Yeah,
0: more like she's given back to me fifty times more than what I had to put into that relationship easily. Yeah, that and year she's and a half.
1: not only loyal to you; she's loyal to the company. She, you know, you've got the best of her now, you know, and she yeah. always appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, i it's absolutely
1: so awesome. love that story i absolutely I love, love that
0: story thank you oh yeah i have so many like that and it just it it, it just it makes my day you know yeah. It, it, yeah. and and also not everybody's cut out for this either and that's okay too and that's okay too yeah um that's
1: okay. and one thing that i will say i agree with you that not everyone's cut out for it i think everybody's got the spiritual in them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think because of like you talked about you know it's facing up to your past traumas why Mm -hmm. are you hiding it it's in there Mm -hmm. you just Mm -hmm. need to let it out you know and Mm -hmm. most people don't
0: Mm -hmm. you know most people don't
1: yeah Yeah, i'm the type of
0: person who digs my heels into the sand it's like all right if if you're gonna be in my sphere (laughs) if you're gonna be with me then we're gonna do the work together yes. no matter what it takes you know um as long as there's that willingness you know yeah so
1: 100 mm-hmm. percent. my god i could talk to you forever because like i just resonate with everything that you've said and i hope that people you know really um listen to this and if you're a business owner listen to it twice or three times because <laughs> and there's so many writer downers in there so um i going to put your the link to your website in the description box attached it's investwithwillow.com um will people find the links to your public spaces you know you you do the the online zoom places are all those links on your website yeah
0: okay so i'm going to send you to another um website as well it's it will be built in in two weeks it will be done it's www.interstatesoffreedom.com okay and there you will see um so you If you can't find me there definitely go to investwithwillow.com and email me and i will give you all the links that you need so i'll give you links to all the free channels um uh links to you know any of the coaching we do but links to like i have an economic intuitive newsletter so i actually do a weekly uh newsletter that because i downloaded in 2012 everything that's happening every single thing that's happening today so i know yeah. You know so I share all of that, you know, between my knowledge, um, because I'm deeply analytical too. So I have like a, yeah. you know, i like charts and numbers and it's like sacred geometry and it creates this whole like pattern and story, which is kind of crazy, but... So, I, they can also get access to that as well. So, so if, if, if you can't get to me on inter, Interstates of Freedom, definitely go to www.investwithwillow.com and you'll see me in there and just email me. Okay. Well, okay. Um,
1: I know you said two weeks, but by the time this podcast goes live, the website should be live. So, just for okay, cool. I'll put the link into the description box attached okay. and it should, um, it should be live, but you can always contact Alexandra uh, directly if you wish. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for your time. I actually feel energized after our conversation, and I'm definitely going to look at things um, in a different way. I mean, I do try and bring my spiritual side into everything, but I do want just want to leave on this note, um, and I hope you agree with this because it was a, a, an eye opener moment um, for me with Tony Robbins. He did um, some, you know, he did a lot of live sessions during the the pandemic and everything, and you know, he's great. And um, you know, it had happened to me where I just, you know, sometimes. Um, I'm a natural redhead, <laughs> so sometimes I will let loose, you know, and I do. Yeah. And um, it just, it just so happened that you know I did, ha- um, you know, say something. I wouldn't say it was inappropriate, but sometimes we just say something that we don't really mean. And I was really beating myself up over it, even though you know it was all fine and everything. And he said, you know, we're we're human, you know, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to, you know. Get a little bit of Tourette's every now and again, where we're just going to let it out. But it's how you follow up with things that makes the person. It's not what you do in the heat of the moment. It's how you follow up, and like that resonated with me. So if you feel and you're listening and you're thinking like she's amazing and she's this, you know, Alexandra's this and that and the other, and she's successful and you know she's this. Yes, she is, but she hasn't been every single day of her life. Oh she's had moments, you know. Oh my God. So, you know, yeah. you don't have to be uber spiritual to no. make something right. Yeah.
0: No. As, learn,
1: um, as long as you learn from it.
0: That's so, I'm, thank you. That is such a beautiful and beautiful absolute truth. I mean, I used to beat myself up all the time, yeah. all the time. And believe me, I have stories related to that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I beat myself up, up over something since college. And then when I saw the woman about two years ago at my mother's graveside, I hadn't seen since college. I said, "Oh my God, Mary Rose!" I always thought about this, and she said, "What? What was that?" She yeah. forgot. She forgot. <laughs> but I, beat my, I decided to beat myself up for forty years. I mean, come on. I, so I, love that I love that. I'm human, and and you know, to be human is to have all of the flaws, all of the perfection, and all of the flaws, right? Which is yeah. all part of the perfection. That's absolutely it. Alexandra,
1: thank you so much for your time. I will definitely be tuning into some of your live sessions. Um, I'm going straight on there now looking for some links. And um, (laughs) so thank you for your time and for everybody Mm -hmm. listening. Thank you for your time also. And I will Mm -hmm. see you in the next episode of Life After Life. So until then, take care and stay safe. Discussing everything about the afterlife And spirit world